I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by Sports Gambling Podcast's Final Four Watch Party this Saturday. Sweat out your bets and win prizes with Ryan, Sean, and Colby over on youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Plus, make sure to fill out our listener survey for a chance to win 100 $100 SGPN gift card. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survey. Drivers, start your Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb Happy Friday to you. It is time to talk racing things here on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. I know I said happy Friday, but you could be listening to this on Saturday, Sunday morning while you're mowing your lawn. I don't care when you listen to this. Happy day to you. It is DFS day here on the show. We are talking about the Toyota Owners 400 at the Richmond Raceway, the DFS version of this. Cody, I know DFS is pretty much your first love, right? And you kind of became a gambler after that. So this is like home to you every Friday. 100%. Yep, that's that's what got me into it. That was the uh, the start of it all was the DFS stuff. And then, of course, you got to you gotta get more to, to get the fix, I guess, from there and, and get into the, the gambling side of things. But DFS, I still love it. Still still play it and everything. Got some, some MLB contests going on, right? Well, they're probably done at this point i guess but uh yeah fun stuff i you know it's funny because fantasy kind of hooks you in the beginning anyways and then of course you start going down the degenerate road and you follow it all the way into betting and that's it's kind of how it started for me i mean obviously i was a fantasy guy back in the early nine or late 90s rather uh playing football fantasy football on sandbox back when that was a thing and then followed up through then dfs came into the picture and then of course you get hooked up with the sports gambling podcast network you stop being fantasy and start being gambling. But uh, we still like to dwell into our roots and obviously give you DFS uh, prices and plays for the slate because there are folks that are living in states that you can't gamble. So DFS is your only DGen outlet, and we're here for you. We feel you. We'll give you a big, giant virtual hug is what we'll do. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, all right, we're going to give you a big virtual hug this week on the Richmond Raceway. Again, it is the first short track of the official regular season. Obviously, we're not really counting the clash, uh, but we will actually may factor in some of the clash into what we talk about because this is DFS, and we do you know look at DFS scores throughout the season. So uh, we, may, we may bring that up one or two times. But yeah, this is a, a three-quarter of a mile track, 0.75-mile track. Obviously, uh, they have not raced on a on a surface this short. We went from a road course, super speedway, mile and a half super speedway, mile and a half regular track. Now we're settling down into it. Um, you know, the laps leading here, obviously there's a lot, few more of them than there would be on a normal mile and a half. 
We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll definitely talk about some place differential in places we think. Uh, qualifying is not in danger for the Cups. Uh, that's for sure, right? I think it is the only thing it'd be in danger for. Is it really, though? Well, uh, I don't know. Depends on, we've depends had on Discord. which weather report you yeah. like. Uh, yes, we've, we've got conflicting reports from the Discord. We've got conflicting reports from different places you look at. So we'll see. There, there's there been some talk about we'll just have to wait and see. So it could potentially be rained out, of course, and it will be set by the metric. Um, but, yeah, it's scheduled for 945 on Saturday morning. So, or well, ten forty-five Eastern time. I guess they always it converts it to Central for me. But yes, ten forty-five Central time. So we'll just have to wait and see. I don't know. They and I don't think they would push qualifying too much because the truck race starts at noon. Granted, at a different track, but TV coverage-wise, they're not going to want to overlap those. So I think if it's raining at all, they could potentially call it. So it'll depend. I think I saw some stuff. It's going to rain early in the morning. Maybe the track's dry by then. Maybe it's not. It sounds like they wouldn't use the wet weather package to qualify, but I don't know if anybody specifically has said that. So kind of all up in the air as far as that goes. Yeah. I mean, again, we're not I, we're not going to get a clear answer, I think, until that day. So uh, yeah. keep in the Discord. We'll keep you posted. Uh, and, and again, whatever weather report you believe is the one I guess you'll go with. But I will say, Cody, that I think the, the selection of drivers that we're giving you this right now for this show are, are sort of evergreen. Fairly weatherproof. They're fairly <laughs> weather. Oh, look at you. Yes, they are weatherproof. Uh, they will not burn down their mud flaps uh, after after a race. <laughs> or hopefully they will. Oh, uh, maybe yes. they will. There you go. Uh, actually, I don't care. But, so long as they give it us points. Uh, yeah, exactly. But no, like you said, I mean, yeah. So obviously the last couple of weeks we, we had the super speedway where you're mostly going for, you know, your place differential, your finishing position. Last week was the road course. There's not very, you know, it's the same thing. It's basically place differential and finishing position. Maybe if you can get that one guy that leads a ton of laps, although that was even kind of split up last week. This week, 400 laps. That means there is a lot of laps led points available. There's a lot of fast lap points available. Obviously, fitting, finishing position and uh, place differentials will be important as well. But you have got to get the guy that leads a majority of this race. And I have a feeling, although there will be some varying pit strategies, and so that might come into play as far as DFS goes, I have a feeling once somebody gets up front, it's going to be tough to pass them. And we're going to see guys, different guys, maybe dominate this race at different parts. So it'll be important to make sure you get guys that get you fast laps, guys that get you lap, laps led. That's uh, that's the big thing when we're on a smaller track like this. That's uh, that's got so many freaking laps. And that's really the the case for multiple lineups as well, because I think you do need to to sprinkle. You can't really have a magic bullet in this one, because if you get if you miss on the guy that leads the most laps, you are going to miss cashing because this is uh, a track in which somebody's going to drive away with a lot of these laps. And, you know, we even saw it last year it, with the next gen. I mean, this isn't just a, a, a thing that just happened because of, of the next gen. They were supposed to level the playing field, but yet we still on this track saw like heavy lap leaders. So this is not someplace where you can miss. You got to sprinkle some around. Yeah, exactly. So, um, all right. Well, then, why don't we just go ahead and get, unless there's any news or notes, I mean, the weather's probably the biggest then, news. Yeah. Yeah, just had. keeping it on the weather. And, and I mean, again, it, you're, we're just going to have to wake up on Saturday and see, I think, because it, the weather guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. No. Well, I, and I'm not <laughs> it's one. It's just, you know, it might rain. It might not. It might be cold. It might be hot. It might be sunny. It might not. Yeah. It'll, if you're in the Midwest like me, it's probably going to be windy. The wind is like. 7,000 miles an hour yesterday. So, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> if you don't like the weather, wait 10 minutes. It'll change. Yeah, it'll change. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous, but that's how it goes. Uh, all right. Well, then let's go ahead and start giving out our high price drivers as we are doing. We Again, if you're new to this, if you're just stumbling on it and you haven't had a DFS episode with us yet, we'll give you a high price driver suggestion. We'll drop it down to the mid-tier drivers, and then, of course, we'll kill it out with a... Uh, with a value driver that we both like, uh, each of us will give one, and we'll we'll lay it out for you. Sometimes you can fit them all in one if you want to do it like that. Other times, not so much. I think we can actually fit this this whole group into one as well. Um, Likely, we can. I haven't filled oh, it haven't all out. Yet. I fill it out as we go, so I'll let you know at the end. Perfect. All right. Well, then, Cody, why don't we go ahead and start out with your high price driver? Before we get oh. started, I oh. wanted to bring up something. Uh oh. 
I guess the books in the DFS providers and everything has caught on to what we've been saying for so long, Rod. Kevin Harvick, we haven't talked about him much this week because he's one of the favorites to win this race. We Rod gave him out, was it, what was he at Richmond last year? Was it 25 to 1, 20 to 1, something? You gave him out at a big number. It hit. It was a glorious day um, and wonderful. And then, yeah, it's just, it's so weird because, I mean, every week he's kind of always hanging back. 10 to 1, 12 to 1, 15 to 1. And then all of a sudden now he's like plus 650 at the top of the board. It's crazy. You go through his DFS salaries, his season average so far, $8,300. That's why we talk about him every week, right? Free square. Like he's just middle of the pack. You have to put him in. Rod, he's more expensive than Kyle Larson this week. It's William Byron at the top of the board, $11,000. And then Kevin Harvick at $10,800. Uh, last week at the road course, he was eight thousand dollars salary. At Atlanta, he was ninety three hundred. Phoenix, where he's got twenty top tens in a row, he was only nine thousand even then. Now he's jumped all the way up to ten thousand eight hundred. They they said no more free squares for you. We're gonna make you pay up for it. So uh, we none of us have him on here. And again, Ford scares me a lot. I think it scares you a lot as well. Kevin Harvick is the exception to that rule. I think. Uh, so not a bad driver to play. But I just wanted to bring it up because it's weird to see him all the way at the top of this. I mean, think about it. Over the last two seasons, if we would have said, Kevin Harvick's going to cost more than Kyle Larson, you could have said, well, maybe on a super speedway where they can't figure out that he sucks. But otherwise, it's it's crazy to think of. Well, and it's funny because now what, we will, what we'll wait to see is what it's going to be next week. Does it jump right. back down next week? Is it just a, a blip in the radar, or does Kevin Harvick finally start getting the respect he deserves, and we're we're at a loss for it? Because, boy, that, that was, again, like you said, that was like our free square. I mean, it, we joked about it. Yeah. Here's your weekly reminder yeah. to put yeah. Kevin Harvick in your we DFS just, we, lineup. We stopped putting him in as one of our picks every week because it was obvious we were both just going to be on him. <laughs> it just, and then, I yeah. mean, yeah, like I said, his, his average has been eight thousand three hundred and thirty seven dollars and now he's ten thousand eight hundred this week as far as the salary so i just wanted to point that out because i thought that that was was crazy how much it's jumped and i mean suddenly he's the favorite this week and i you think there's different numbers but i saw one book had him at like minus 400 for a top 10 like it is crazy and he's been very good at richmond finished top two in both races last season he's been good so if you want to play him i don't blame you at all for sure uh he's not not a, our top picks, but he's always good to play anywhere, anytime, it seems like. So, obviously, keep an eye on, on qualifying and whatnot, see where he'll start. And, uh, yeah, but I did think it was it was crazy how inflated he is all of a sudden. You mean that people are tired of, st- uh, of losing money over Kevin Harvick? So. Yeah, the books, the books have caught on? <laughs> giving us a challenge this week for building our lineups. Yeah, they are. Well, that's all right. I mean, I, maybe he's an autoplay in, in at least one of your lineups for sure, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah you definitely got to get some of them, but... My top play on the week is going to be one Christopher Bell. I am huge on the Toyota camp this week. Talked about it in the betting show back on Tuesday. Love, love, love Toyota. Wrote an article that's going to be coming out, or well, it's probably out by the time this is out. It'll probably be out on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Check that out. It's got a few more extra plays in there, and there is a lot of Toyota love. Toyotas have owned this track historically, Rod. I don't think that's going to stop this time. Um, let's see. Where did I have that stat at? I don't. Uh, I lost it. But uh, Toyotas have won a lot of races here before. And it's been... I, I was looking back. So Hendrick Motorsports, obviously William Byron's at the top of this board. Kyle Larson's up here as well at 10603rd most expensive. I was looking back. So uh, Alex Bowman won an overtime race here in 2021. Prior to that, Rod, Jimmy Johnson in 2008 was the last time Hendrick Motorsports had won at Richmond. So, food for thought, not that they're going to suck because we know that they're good every week. They'll probably run well, but don't know they're going to dominate this race like they have in the past. So, I'm going with the Toyota camp. I love your play as well, but Christopher Bell, for me, uh, he's got four five starts here on this track. 15th is rookie season in the Levine family equipment, uh, which is a pretty good finish for that car. And then since he's gone over to Joe Gibbs, fourth place, third place, sixth place, second place last fall, he's led 73 laps here. Uh, And then you go to New Hampshire, which is a very comparable track, 28th in his first start there in the Levine equipment, 
comes over to Gibbs, second place in a race that he would have won had they not shortened it due to uh, weather, which was fine because I had Almirola 40 to 1 that day, so I was happy. But he did win this season. Also was on him that or last season, but I was on him for that race. But uh, so a second and a first, basically, in his two Gibbs equipment starts at New Hampshire. And just a couple weeks ago, Phoenix, the most comparable track that we've had so far to what Richmond is, uh, finished in sixth place there as well. So I think the Toyota dominance continues. I think Christopher Bell might even win this race. Uh, spoiler alert, I did give him out on the gambling show as my pick to win. Uh, love me some Christopher Bell this week, and I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be fast, and, and I think we could see him get up front and maybe you know lead a good chunk of this race. Uh, he did have 19 fastest laps at Phoenix a couple weeks ago um, as well, so that proves that you know, he can get some of these fastest laps laid down. Didn't quite get up to the lead at all in that race, um, but a Hendrick dominated race. I think that will be different uh, case here at Richmond. Six of nine, Cody. Six of nine. That is how many races Toyota has won yes. on this track. Uh, six man. of the last nine. It's it's insane. Because you think about it, that's I mean that's six of the last nine races that they've run on this. The last obviously uh, driver to win that wasn't a Toyota was Kevin Harvick last week or last season in a Ford, but it was Hamlin, Truex, and then Truex and Truex and Bush and Bush. So. Yeah, lots of lots of Toyota love. I'm going to continue that Toyota love going. I got Denny Hamlin. He's $200 less than Christopher Bell. But what you're getting in Denny Hamlin is the active leader in laps led on this track. Just tears this track up in 32 starts, career starts for Denny Hamlin on this track. He has 21 top 10 finishes, 17 top 5 finishes, and 4 wins on this track one of those coming in this race last season he did win the last toyota owners 400 we just talked about the fact that i don't know if it's because toyota is a sponsor of this or not but um definitely toyota shows up for them I think they started sponsoring it because they owned it so much they're like wow this is obviously the perfect race to put toyota on. let's go ahead and just put some money on that but you you look at the last few uh few times that he's been on this track right in 2021 uh, in the spring, 207 laps led on this track. 197 uh, the, the season after, the race after that in the fall. So he led upwards of, he led, what, almost f over 400 laps in those two races in 2021 uh, and, and just killed it there. Good DFS days for him. Uh, now, granted, he didn't necessarily lead that many laps last year, but he did end up coming from 13th to 1st, which is still a pretty good 12-point uh, place differential for you there for the win. And then uh, he led 22 laps en route to a 4th place finish last fall here. Um, you look back at what he's done so far this season. Look, he's another guy that's been priced uh, somewhere in the vicinity of 8000 to 9000 in the last couple of weeks, um, his price started falling, right? So at the beginning of the season, he was about 10600 Then he went to 99 96 98 85 Now he's back up to 10-1 because, of course, he dominates here. Uh, but he got you 32 points in, uh, in Coda yesterday, or last week, rather. Um, not really a good day for Denny overall. Uh, terrible there. But he did get you 50 points um, the week before that. And then 40 points uh, in, was it Las Vegas, or rather California, and then 52 points in Phoenix. So uh, again, Danny Hamlin is probably going to end up dominating this race, I think, uh, if, especially if he starts near the front. He's had a very, very up and down season. I will say that. Uh, it's been rough. He had a 16th place finish last week, 6th in Atlanta, 23rd in Phoenix uh, after starting 2nd. That was a pretty bad day for, for Denny. Um, but look, Toyota, like we said, is probably going to come out and be the class of the field in this race. Denny Hamlin is always one of the best here at Richmond. I think he makes for a, a solid... And look, in a cash game, people are going to be all over him. You can't not have him in at least one or two lineups uh, when you're going into one of those big tournaments like that. Yeah, I'll play different lineups in this, but I think... A majority of my lineups are going to feature Christopher Bell and Denny Hamlin at the top. I feel like the two of these guys can easily dominate this race. I might even have to play a little Martin Trucks Jr. as much as I don't like to admit it. Not much. Not, not in my cash games. I can't go through that heartache. But I did find the stat I was looking for. Nine of the last 15 races on top of uh, what you had given out, Rod. 
have been won by JGR Toyotas. That is a dominant run. Also, Denny Hanlon, up and down start to the season. Let's go back and look at 2022 last season. The first six races, he did not have a finish better than 13th. Three finishes, 29th or worse. Comes into Richmond, wins the race, Rod. So he's already started this season better than last season. Um, and uh, he's actually not hes not finished worse than 29th, which is, uh, or well, no, wait, that's not correct. I don't know what I was talking about there, but too many tabs open in his yeah, head. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I got so much stuff going. I got, I can't even read my own handwriting here. That's the problem with making these notes on paper. Is half the time I can't read them. But uh, no, his again. The, the point is, his season started fucking horribly last year. Like it was bad. He comes into Richmond, turns the switch. He's, it's his hometown track. He's from right up the road there in Virginia, and he just gets it done all the time at this track. I love Denny Hamlin. Uh, you go back and let's see. He's got a top five finish here in four straight races. He's also scored a top five in 10 of his last 12 races at Richmond. So Denny Hamlin just is always, always, always good at Richmond. And in case in point, last season, even despite the horrible start with the new car and we didn't know what was going on, he still comes in, has a great race, wins it. I think he went on to have like multiple bad races after that. And it was just like that was his one nice solid blimp to start the season because we continue to fade him for weeks after that, even. And it was profitable. And so it just, he's got it figured out here. JGR has it figured out here. Toyota has it figured out here. And I am leaning fully into that this week and it's funny because when we did say like when especially afterwards we would talk about fading denny and and we you know made a pretty good joke out of it for the rest of the season we would always go yeah he won in phoenix but then he didn't you know it was like it was always that yeah. aside or not phoenix rather uh, yeah he ran in richmond yeah. yeah it's like yeah he went in richmond but, yeah, uh, but we'll just everywhere yeah. else he sucked <laughs> yeah and then we would go on to say but he's also not good the rest of the way through so until he was but yeah i, I again that's basically my whole my whole thing on on denny hamlin I, we faded him, and and then we turned around and, and knew where we couldn't. So this week, don't fade him. He's going to be chalky, absolutely yeah. chalky. And yeah, and, and he will be. But I think with Harvick up here, I, I think that's gonna. I think honestly, it might get more people to play him than they do on a normal basis, just because they're going to be like, oh well, he won. You know, he finished top two, and you know, and so maybe you don't play as much Harvick. You've got the Byron up there. You got the Larson up there. Hendrick cars are always popular plays. Kyle Busch is at ninety seven hundred. Kind of a discount. He's had a great history here, but that was all in Toyota. Again, so it's going to be interesting to see even Martin Tricks Jr. at 9,900. I mean, it's tempting to play some of him because he has a great record here. I think he's won here three different times. And, you know, we got this new Martin Truex now, the, the free man, right? So we'll see. Maybe I'm not saying he gets it done because he's on my do not bet list, but I'm just saying these Toyotas are strong. And I think that a majority. We'll see again where everybody starts and how things shake out exactly. But a lot of my lineups are going to have Bell and Hamlin at the top, and, and I will build from there. Yeah, like I said, I don't think you can build a couple of lineups without them or else you'll be toast. So, um, yep. All right, well, we will step down into the mid-tier of the drivers in your DFS slate uh, once we take a break, and we'll come back with that. But before we do, let's tell you about WinBet. WinBet's the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and a ton of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During that magical WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet so that you have a larger payout opportunity. Of course, March Madness is winding down, but it's still here. There's so many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability. And of course, for our DGENs only out there, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you're going to get a $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from, and all you got to do, head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older. Present the state replay through WinBet is available. If you're somebody who has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. You looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim and watch the biggest golf tournament in the world? Yeah, you are. You can win a three-night stay at Circa Las Vegas to hang with the guys. Contest, as always, is completely free to enter. All you got to do is go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party and 
If you don't win the contest, eh, it's all right. You can still get a discount on a room using promo code SGP15. Final Four Watch Party is going virtual. Hang out with the guys on the YouTube channel for the entire Saturday of Final Four action. Live bets, prize giveaways, and so much more happening. Subscribe to YouTube.com slash Sports Gambling Podcast to get in on the fun and tune in on Saturday. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, we can't just go loading our lineup with all sorts of $10,000 drivers, We need some sort of salary relief there, Cody. Where can we find that? I like your guy. I'm a little bit scared of him, but I I like the play here. Honorable mention to Tyler Reddick at 9,000. I think that's way too cheap for a strong driver in a Toyota as well. Almost put him in there, but I don't want to go two weeks in a row of of going to the bottom of the top tier for my mid-tier guys. So I scrolled down, changed it up a little bit more. Uh, again, a guy I've not been on a ton lately, but couldn't pass him up. 7,300. Guess what kind of car he's in, Rod? You got it right. A Pontiac. Toyota, of course. <laughs> Do what? A Pontiac. <laughs> a po- yeah, a Pontiac. Hey, Joe Gibbs used to race uh, Pontiacs. I know. But no, he is in a Toyota, and it is Ty Gibbs. Um, again, just the Toyota factor. I mean, I'm not joking when I'm saying I'm leaning completely into this. I even did it in the Xfinity series. I think that Toyota just is going to own this weekend. I'm not saying Ty Gibbs is going to come lead a bunch of laps and probably win this race. No, but he's done well here before. Um, he led 114 laps last season, won the race uh, in his other start here in Xfinity series, uh, 67 laps and finished in seventh place. Uh, he did make one start here in the fall, finished dead last. He got in a wreck early on. Uh, he was filling in, obviously, at the time for Kurt Busch. Not going to hold that one against him, but he's had a pretty decent start to the season. Uh, again, his his salary actually has jumped a bit. He was only sixty six hundred last week, fifty nine hundred the week before, uh, sixty seven back at Phoenix, and he's up to seventy three this week. So obviously trending up because of what he's done so far. Uh, but last week you go to the road course, starts seventeenth, got a top ten finish. He had back to back top ten finishes the last two weeks here in the Cup Series which I do believe, let me double check, were those his first top 10 finishes? They were. Yeah. No, he finished top, he did finish top 10 at Michigan last season. Oh, so yeah. I'll give him that. But then, yeah, ninth place last week at Coda, ninth place the week before at Atlanta. Obviously not comparable to this track, but um, he's been doing enough to get you solid enough points. He did have a rough day at Phoenix. Uh, he got caught up in things, had two fastest laps before he did, uh, ended up with a not great finish there. But, He's been scoring you points a majority of the weeks, 43 points last week, 65 the week before, 0.9 points, 4.3 points, those couple of weeks, but then 34.5, 26.8. Um, and so he's been getting it done enough. He seems to be starting to settle in. Again, I, I don't think he's going to be leading or maybe even top five, top 10. Like I think he's going to be 15th to 20th, but that's fine. He's in a Toyota, which is going to be solid. I think he's going to have an advantage over a lot of the Fords that are going to be hanging out in that area. Um, and starting to trust him a little more. He's getting pretty solid, consistent finishes for the most part. I mean, really his worst finish on the season is 28th at Phoenix. And so when you're getting into this price range, that's not horrible. Uh, and he has that upside. I mean, the guy, other two guys we just talked about that possibly could lead, win and dominate this race. Also Joe Gibbs racing cars. So it's the same type of car. We know he's got talent. We've seen it before. 
Uh, so I'm going to jump on the, the Gibbs train for this weekend and go with Ty Gibbs at 7,400. Don't you just feel like he's kind of going to get there? I mean, again, it's, it's just a matter of when. It's not if. We've talked about yeah. this several times over. It's just when. And so, you know, for DFS purposes, obviously it's not a bad play, especially because I think in a tournament situation – a lot of people are going to be like, man, I don't think he's going to do very well. But, I mean, you're right. He is in JGR equipment, and you just laid out the case earlier that, I mean, we just picked – we're picking pretty much every JGR driver in the mix uh, to do this. Because, Except for Martin Truex because he's the one we don't trust. Well, he's retired. <laughs> so, uh, you know, again, it's just a matter of, of I think you're right. I think the equipment's going to matter on this racetrack, and I think he's – you know, he's about to punch through. It, it's going to happen. He is, and, and I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, all of a sudden – he just runs top 10 all day Sunday. Like it wouldn't completely shock me because he's got the history here. JGR, obviously they won nine of the last 15 here. That's pretty damn good run. So, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's not going to shock me when he's good. He's, he's in the 18 car that Kyle Busch has been running for years and been doing good in. Yeah. It had its ups and downs last season. Obviously there was a lot going on there, but this is elite equipment. Hamlin's been doing well for years and it's Bell has been running well. Even Martin Truex has had some decent flashes this season and won at the Coliseum. Not super comparable to this one, but they've had their flashes and look good. And again, Ford struggles. I, I think we're going to see that this weekend, um, especially if we end up running longer and into the tire wear stuff. It just seems like the Penske guys can't hold on to it as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm so huge on the Toyotas this week. And, and Gibbs is is in that perfect range right here where you're not dipping down too low, but you're getting some salary relief uh, and offers you a chance to get some of these higher tier guys and uh, and some of the more mid tier guys as well. I concur. Uh, I'm going to dip into the well. It's not going to be a very popular well, and I and I feel like this is going to be one of those tournament plays that if it hits, it's going to be great for you. Uh, and of course, if it doesn't, then it's going to sink your lineup. But listen. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now that I think Eric Almarola is a pretty decent enough tournament dart throw at $7,600. And I say that not because he's the, the most talented driver on the track, because look, this season, if you look at his finishes, especially the last three, you'll go, Rod, I'm never listening to your DFS advice again. To which I'll say, that's fine, and I'm okay with that. Uh, Eric Almarola had a 33rd place finish uh, in Phoenix, a 30th place finish in Atlanta, a 30th place finish in Austin. In those uh, races, he definitely did not score you very well on your uh, DFS lineups. In fact, he got you 21 at Coda, minus six points the week before that, eight points the week before that, 32 the week before that. But I will say this. We talk a lot about Kevin Harvick doing well. Those Stuart Haas cars are not bad on this track. And in fact, since jumping into the number 10 car, Eric Almarola has four top 10 finishes and in fact, a top five in that as well. So, and, and this is in one, two, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine starts in the number 10 car on this track. He has actually done pretty well for himself. Uh, the outliers being the 2022 spring race where he finished 21st and then the fall previous to that where he finished 14th. Uh, he did have a 16th place finish in 2019 in the fall, but he did start 7th in that race, which means he definitely had some speed. Um, I do. I am encouraged by his 2021 spring race where he started 22nd and finished 6th. Obviously, that's some good place differential. A guy in this price range, that's exactly what you want. You're not going to probably get any laps led from him. You may not get any fastest laps from him, but what you need is finishing position and place differential, and you got that in that race, especially last fall where he started 32nd and finished 8th. That was a hell of a day for you in DFS if you started Eric Almarola. So I'm encouraged by his most recent performance on this track, not necessarily by his performance uh, this season so far because, like I said, it has not been a fun ride for Eric Almarola so far to start the season. And you look back at what he did uh, leading up to the, the Richmond race last week, or last season, it wasn't the greatest either, right? Uh, it was, a, well, 22nd finish in Atlanta, 20, 19th at uh, Austin, and then 21st uh, again at Richmond. But in the fall, like I said, he managed to redeem himself, and that's kind of what you're after, because before that he had a 38th place, 38th place finish at Indianapolis, 34th at Michigan, then he went on to eighth place at Richmond. So 
he can bounce back on this track, and I think uh, I think he'll do it this week. Again, like I said, don't go heavy on him, but build some lineups with him in there because I think if he hits and gets you some place differential points, you'll be happier for it. Yeah, I like him as a different play. Uh, and he was, for a while, my go-to guy on the short, flat tracks. Like He just always popped up and did well. Like I mentioned earlier, I had him 40-1 to one at New Hampshire two seasons ago when he won that race Like because he's always been good on those shorter, flatter tracks. It's been a little bit rough for him lately, but like you said, the eighth place finish even at Richmond last fall, like that's not that long ago. That's not that many short flat races ago where he had that solid run. So we know he can do it. Ford has been a concern, yes. But even in the betting show, we talked about the Stuart Haas Fords. Stuart Haas has these short flat track guys for whatever reason. Harvick obviously is good everywhere, but Chase Briscoe we talked about because he seems to pop up. He did it at Phoenix, even though we've been running with BJ McLeod all season. All of a sudden, he gets a good finish there before he just falls back into the weeds again. So maybe you get that again here, and same thing can go for Almarola. He can pop up and hit on these short, flat tracks just so good, and then he just fades back into the weeds, and you don't hear from him again until you get to the next one. It's it's so weird, but um, I do like to play for that reason. I, I don't think it'll be very popular at all. Uh, I know he's burned me a few times lately when I've tried to use him, so he kind of is on my, I don't know if I really want to touch him list, and so I think there's probably going to be others that are feeling that way as well. But this is his best type of track, hands down. So if he can get it done, it'll pay off big for you. So it's a good call out, Rod. I like it. Thank you. Yeah, like I said, it's it's not the sexiest of plays, and that's why people are going to be off of it. So cross our Which, fingers. Sometimes that's what you need, especially in these GPPs. Like, yeah, we could come on here and be like, oh, well, yeah, William Byron and Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin and Christopher Bell. Those are the two guys at the top of the list. So play them. Okay, have a good day. But that's not like... You have to play some different guys, and that's why you build different lineups different ways. But And this is a guy, make sure you get him in some of these because he does have that high upside on the short flats. He can get it done. Um, and if he does, it might just happen to be your day. And I'm not a model guy, so I can't tell you how many lineups you have to roll out with him or anything. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a guy that's telling you if you build four or five Right, you don't have to max entry and then have this percentage of Eric Almarola. I'm sorry, I'm not that. I'm not that guy. Yeah. I'll never be that guy. This is not the show for that. This stuff. is not the show <laughs> for that. You want some fun? You want to? We're your everyday DFS players. Yeah, we're we're basically just the guys that if you want to have some fun, build four or five different lineups and try to to have some fun out there. This is what you do. So exactly. Uh, uh, all right. Well, then this we're gonna have real fun for these value drivers when we come back from the break. I'm about to make a case for somebody you're going to definitely not want to put in your lineup, uh, but I hope you do because it should be some fun to cheer for him at the end of the day. So we'll come back with our value drivers after the break and have Cody list me all my faults because of this afterwards. <laughs> but before we do, let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy continues their March Madness College Pick'em. It's a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is already busted. Plus, Underdog Fantasy is your favorite college basketball player props and great NBA and NHL daily games. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to one hundred dollars that's underdogfantasy.com promo code sgpn if you see this you know what i'm doing right now and you know that i am waving at you and you are watching on youtube and for that we are forever grateful in fact cody and i were just having this conversation before i don't know if it was this show or the other show about uh how many of you actually watch us on youtube that'd be a great thing to leave in the comments are you still watching right this second are you seeing it's what's happening because uh, if so, go ahead, leave that comment. And while you're at it, if you haven't already, subscribe, like, do all of those YouTube things that you got to do in order to keep us on the air and uh, and loving to see our faces. Or don't put us on in the background and walk around and do your chores or whatever you're doing. Um, that's fine with me too. Uh, just so long as this video plays all the way through, because the bosses like that as well. So again. Support the YouTube channel. Find us uh, NASCAR Gambling Podcast right there on the YouTube. We'll smile at you. We'll wave at you. We'll have some fun. All right, we're going to have some fun. We're going to continue to have some fun. On the DFS part of the show, we are going to step down now to some value drivers. I like Cody's already because we know, uh, is he going to make an appearance on the show? Who would have thought? Twice on Richmond week. 
Corey LaJoy on the YouTube making his appearance. You know it, Rod. It just, man, again, I come down to this section. I look at this. I want to throw up. <laughs> and it just, it's not, man, you go to the bottom and it's Ty Dillon and he sucks. It's Cody Ware and it's, he sucks. It's JJ Yaley and he sucks. It's Anthony Alfredo. He's in the BJ McLeod car. It's Todd Gillen. It's Harrison Burton. Ugh, just none of these guys I want to play. And then here's Corey LaJoy. He's still only 5,400, Rod. And I, I don't know why. Is he the new free square? I guess. I don't know. He's, he's had a solid season so far. I mean, got lucky. He was a couple laps down last week and, and avoided all the chaos, right? He scored you 48 points last week at, um, at, at the road course at Coda, starting just 27th and finishing 11th. That's not even anything crazy. Uh, and then obviously he went off at Atlanta. Who would have seen that coming, Rod? 22 to, 22 to 1 top Chevy. And the show that gave that out must be pretty cool. Uh, but you go back to even Phoenix. Um, he started 28th, finished 26th. Nothing super great about that. But at this price, this cheap of a price at 5,400, he was 5,600 that week. So they've even dropped his price a little bit since then. Gives you 18.9 points. He even had two fastest laps in that race. You don't need a ton from him. When it comes down to these very, very bottom punt plays, if you have to play one of these guys at the bottom, I'm more just looking for the guys that aren't going to give the negative points and have some upside. I mean, LaJoy, so far this season, uh, 31st is his worst. Oh, wait, that's his worst start. His worst finish is 26th, and that was at Phoenix, the most comparable track to this. Yes, but that's pretty good for a team like this. He's got, I mean, he started the season off with 16th at Daytona, 14th at Auto Club, like, that alone was crazy, and then he follows it up with 20th place at Las Vegas. That's another great finish, 26th at Phoenix. That's that's still a good finish for this team. I mean, Ty Dillon is going to be battling as hard as he can for 37th place in this race, which is dead last, and he's in the same type of car. It's This this really has the seven team has stepped up a lot. Corey stepped up a lot. He's getting the most out of his equipment. Last year, there was a lot of failures. He'd have good runs, and the car would fail, and parts would fail. Knock on wood, that's not been happening so far this season. Hopefully that continues. But when you're when you're scrounging up the loose change at the bottom of the board here, he is a guy that just jumps up as he's going to be good enough. He's got the upside. I mean, his average fantasy points per race right now is more than Christopher Bell and more than Denny Hamlin so far throughout the season. And they cost twice as much as he does. Now, obviously... There's some road courses in there. There's some super speedways, a couple of them in there. That helps him out. But he's still scoring points. And again, for, for where he's at on the board, it's so, so much value to be had. So I'm going to double down on that one as well. I do like uh, Corey LaJoy. He is averaging 38.2 fantasy points per game or per race, rather. I'm going to read you off a list of names. All right, because this is going to help my case here real quick. I'm going to read you off the top fantasy points per race list. It goes as such. Kyle Busch is on top with 43.4. Ross Chastain follows at 40.5. Kyle Larson comes in at 39.7. William Byron, 39.5. Alex Bowman, 39.4. Kevin Harvick, 39. Martin Truex Jr., 38.8. Corey LaJoy, 38.2. Following that, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. at 37. Point seven fantasy points per race. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., who we hardly ever talk about other than making fun of him uh, on this show, at $5,700 is going to be my value play. I'm going to tell you right now, you take his Richmond stats before that, throw him out the window. I don't care, right? I'm going purely off of what this guy has been able to do this season. I don't know where it's come from. I don't know what's happened. But when you talk about guys that he's in front of, Stenhouse is also in front of Denny Hamlin, who's 10,100, Tyler Reddick, who's 9,000, Ryan Blaney, who's 800, 8,800, 8, uh, Joey Logano, Christopher Bell. Like he's ahead of all of these guys so far this season. Stenhouse, one Daytona, starting 31st and one Daytona. Now we know that's the craziness. That's fine, but he still won, right? 12th place at Fontana after a second place start. I mean, listen, that's. Pretty good follow-up to a win at Daytona for a guy like Ricky Stenhouse, right? Uh, bad day at Vegas, okay. Came back, 
finished 19th in Phoenix after a 23rd place start, 27th in Atlanta, uh, 17th place finish, uh, led seven laps in that race, but he finished seventh last week in, he got a top 10 finish at Coda last week. That's that's just nuts for a guy like Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And when we talk about not losing you any points in, in this range, he has not lost you a single point all season long. In fact, he is all but, what is it, eight times, almost nine times his his salary in the last few races where he was $5,200 last week, he got you 48 points. $6,700 the week before, he got you 40 points. 58 the week before that, he got you 32 points. In the Daytona 500, he was 6,900. He got you 81 points. Listen. Nice. Ricky (laughs) Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is a fantastic return on investment so far this season. And I don't know that that's slowing down. Like I said, his Richmond stats, horrible. Go ahead and look them up. I'm not even going to try to contradict myself with those. those. I'm just going to tell you right now that uh, so far this season, like it just feels like something's clicked and, and that team is doing better than they should be. Right, and so I'm going to take what's happening this season and roll with it. It's a short track. It's anything can happen. If he starts in the back and if he creeps his way back up to the front, we're golden, right? And this is a play that I don't think hardly anybody's going to be on, and maybe for good reason. Maybe it turns out he turns back into the old Ricky Stenhouse. Uh, the clock strikes midnight, and the pumpkin, uh, the car turns back into a pumpkin. We'll see, but uh, I'm willing to ride it out one more time with him and give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, no, I love this play. And I mean, as you're, he's only $300 more than LaJoy is, and he's in even better equipment. And we saw this bump a couple of years ago with Michael McDowell. You win the Daytona 500, more sponsors come on board, you get more money, there's more operating costs or more operating funds, everything. It it, it lifts the team, and, and they're in the playoffs. As of right now, they're, it's not – NASCAR keeps tweeting out, locked in the playoffs. The only person locked in the playoffs is William Byron because he's got two wins. Just – I don't know why NASCAR doesn't even know how their own playoff system works, <laughs> but you're not locked in because there could be more winners, but a whole other story. Anyways, mostly locked into the playoffs at this point, right? And so they've built off that momentum, and McDowell did the same thing two years ago and had a hell of a season after that because there's just so much more that comes with winning that. And Stenhouse, we talked about it before winning the Daytona 500. He His last top 10 had been the Coke 600 last uh, Memorial Day weekend. Like It had been that long since he finished in the top 10. Now he's got a couple of top 10 finishes. He's been looking good. He's been looking solid. And it's basically all the same arguments for Corey Le- that you have for Corey LaJoy here where he's not going to give you the negative points always. Uh, he's He's been known to be called Recky Spinhouse, so you've got that. But he's been fairly clean, knock on wood, this so far this season. And he's got the upside, in, and it's even more of an upside than LaJoy has. He's in a better car than LaJoy is even. So for two these two guys all the way at the bottom here, uh, I feel like those are really good value, and I don't think you need to go any farther. You can use these types of guys and build. I mean, the six guys we gave out, there's still $3,600 left to spend. So, like, you again, we're not giving out an official lineup. We don't know starting spots. We don't know all this stuff yet. We don't know who's fast necessarily yet with qualifying and everything. But these are all solid plays, and you don't have to go down to the Cody Wares. You don't have to go to the Ty Dillons. Those are fine on super speedways. At a track like this, you want to avoid them if you can because there's almost no upside with those guys unless there's just a, a massive crash or something that, that helps benefit them. So these are, are two solid guys you can find way down there, but they're offering you high upside. They're offering you decent floors with what they've done so far this season. So I like it, Rob. Thank you. Yeah, we don't get a lot of chaos really on Richmond. It's it's not a chaos track. It really is no. just a sort of string follow the leader type There's, of a thing. Uh, I mean, to be completely honest with you, it's probably going to be a lot of green flag racing. Can be a lot of follow the leader. If you remember last season, the first Richmond race was one of the most boring races of the entire season. They changed the short track package, and the last race was more exciting. But it's going to be a lot of green flag racing. There's not going to be a ton of action for you know there's gonna be plenty to watch but it's gonna be that type of race most likely this is why you bet this is why you play dfs so you have a reason to cheer up and down the entire leaderboard so um all right well here are our drivers that we gave so get out your pen and paper we will tell you which drivers we like for your dfs lineup cody started you out with christopher bell 
at 10,300. I followed that up with Denny Hamlin, 10,100. Cody gave you Ty Gibbs at 7,400. I gave you Eric Almarola at 7,600. And then Cody gave you Corey LaJoy at 5,400. And I gave you Ricky Stenhouse at $5,700 to round out our favorite drivers for the DFS slate. Cody, we have reached the end of the week, my friend. Holy cow, we've done it. We've done it. It's here. We've made it through. Now we got a lot of racing, all three NASCAR series, IndyCar, F1. Everybody's in action. Plenty of racing to watch. Plenty of stuff to bet on. Plenty of fantasy things to play. Going to be a good weekend. I'm excited. Uh, Rod's already cashed his first bet with uh, Max Verstappen back Thursday night uh, in FP1. So uh, it's all uphill from here. Beautiful stuff. I'm going to go down to my local uh, golf land or Scandia and watch the go-karts and actually start betting on them. So that's where I'll be on Friday night. Let's uh, do it. I'll be, I'll be placing bets and, and be, being the bookie for their little go-kart races. People are going to be like, why, why is that guy <laughs> sitting there screaming at that kid to go faster? <laughs> that's I what, love it, Rod. Catch me it. on Friday night screaming at your kid at golf land. I love it. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> find oh my god i don't even know how to get out of that uh cody why don't you get us out of this by letting them know where they can find you on social media as we wrap this week up yes follow me on twitter at husker underscore zeeb uh share my indycar picks over there as well uh we don't we don't have a show yet at least for them but i'll have those as well if you uh if you don't have enough action already on your on your racing card for the weekend make sure you follow that and then yeah get in the discord we have our dfs games we do every week uh, with, with just you know discord exclusives five bucks we all play against each other and people talk shit when they beat me and have fun and that's a good time follow me on twitter it is a good time i tell you as somebody who's beaten him before it is a good time follow <laughs> me on twitter at rj via gomez where i'll post the mugshot of when they catch me friday night yelling at your kid at golf land Follow me on Twitter. Like I said, RJ Via Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it is in between me to go check out the back road, get you some more bets for Richmond as well. We'll be back hopefully Sunday night. We've been loving the Sunday night live reaction shows. I think if it works for us, we're going to continue it on. There'll be weeks where it won't, but hopefully I think this week is a week we might get there. So if that's the case, then we'll see you on Sunday. If not, you know where to find us. Follow us uh, on YouTube and podcast links and all that other good stuff. We'll see you next week. Enjoy your racing weekend. Let's go racing and let it ride. The darkness will